0: Welcome to episode 24, a spirited episode of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon.
1: And this is Greg. And this is the podcast where we're, like always, talking, thinking, making, and drinking. And drinking? And drinking. Oh, yeah, good. Some delicious cocktails. Spirits, you, spirits, you mean. Spirits. <laughs> some delicious spirits. And so in the uh, spirit of the oh, Halloween what? season, <laughs> yes, I think we're going to have some uh, delicious uh Spirit themed cocktails, yes.
0: Yes, we are. We're doing ghost themed drinks and Ooh-hoo. ghost stories. And
1: ghost stories. So the spi- Halloween spirits is, will abound.
0: Halloween is just right around the corner.
1: See, it's edging ever closer.
0: And I love ghost stories. I just and I also love cocktails. So
1: this is going to be a natural.
0: Yeah, I'm excited.
1: It's going to be good. Well, what, what, uh, what are we going to start with as far as to get some sips on?
0: Yeah, we need sips so we can talk about stories. Oh, yeah. So we are going to, in the first of these thematics, um, make a recipe from Serious Eats. And it is called Rodeo Ghost from West of Pecos
1: rodeo ghost from west of pecos yes not west of the paste ghost
0: no it says west of pecos so i could have just been saying it wrong but that's how i wrote it down so
1: the rodeo ghost from west of pecos west of
0: pecos yes and uh here i'm gonna let you know how we're gonna make it ready I'm ready. Okay, so there's a couple things we're going to need to do. We're going to need to put a coop into the freezer for a minute so it gets nice and cold.
1: Okay, we've got a supply in there already.
0: And we're going to need to um, get our mixing glass out and our measuring device. Mm-hmm. Um, strainer on this one. And okay. uh, here we go. There's um, I think we have used almost everything in this except for maybe the bitters. And if you don't have these yet, I'll tell you what they are. Um, worth picking up for sure. Yeah. So we are going to do in a mixing glass with ice. So you okay. can throw ice in there. Perfect. We're going to do one ounce of mezcal.
1: Okay. Which it's is
0: deliciously smoky, wonderful. It's in there? Uh, this is the west of the Pecos thing. Oh, I get um, it. There is one ounce of amaro. They use zuka. I use Chio Chiaro. Chio chiaro. Which is um, one of the amaros that we did in our tasting, what, two episodes back?
1: Yeah. And it's really good. So it's in there?
0: It is. It's really. It's tasty. And I think it works really well with this drink. And we're going to do one ounce of sweet vermouth.
1: Okay. It's in there.
0: Perfect. And fun bitters. We're going to use um, mole bitters for this. These mm, smell a, good, too. And I can't remember if we've done any recipes yet with these, but definitely pick some up. They're, um, w- the ones that we have are from Dash Fire. Mm-hmm. And I, we've made some really good old fashions with these also. Um, it's a it's good a,
1: pairing. It's a good pairing with that smoky flavor of mezcal, so I see why they're using it. Yeah,
0: it's um, we've used uh, mole bitters and different margaritas. and I mean, so mm-hmm. you it, once you taste it in here, it just adds a touch of heat. Um, yeah. Once you have it, you'll realize that you can use it in a lot of different things. Uh-huh. Um, even in um, Palomas and stuff, I think that exactly. tastes pretty good. Anything so with a little heat.
1: Are we stirring this thing?
0: Um, You need to do two dashes of the mole
1: bitters okay. in there they are in there
0: okay yeah and just let's stir that and let's get it cold and i'm gonna grab a i'm gonna grab the glass out of the freezer
1: okay i got the strainer so here it's
0: nice and chilled okay and uh if you can strain that in there i'm gonna go ahead and perfect um, looking good. i'm gonna oh, do, looking a, really good. do a little peel of orange on this and just a little chunk and i'm going to um, go ahead and here let me have that glass I'm going to go ahead and twist it over the top so we're expressing the oils over the top. It and then smells good. One thing I like to do is take that uh, expressed peel and then rub it on the rim oh. of the glass just to get a it little drops bit extra a little
1: bit of the oil on there.
0: I'm just going to drop it in the drink and mm-hmm. uh, Rodeo Ghost from West of Pecos. Thank kind you, Sirius Eats. Exactly. That's Cheers. fun for let's, a, let's try That's this. a fun ghost theme. Ghost theme cocktail. All right.
1: Mm, it smells good with that, the Mescal smell, and then it has that. And the
0: orange right on the top of that. The, the
1: orange th- oil on top of that smells uh, delicious. Mm, yeah, it smells really it good. It sound to
0: me sipping stuff. Yeah, it, this is super good. It's um, it's kind of. Mm, it's
1: very well balanced.
0: A smoky Manhattan.
1: Well, definitely. Yeah, it def- has all the ingredients of Manhattan. So it, Yeah. It's, I mean, you're kind of doing like almost a perfect manhattan so you got half but mm-hmm. i mean you're doing half amaro half sweet vermouth as opposed to half sweet half dry vermouth
0: oh so and an easy recipe by the way because yeah. it's one one and one. Oh, very nice which you know equal part recipes yeah. are always great especially so if you're entertaining because they're easy to make
1: so this is almost like a perfect black mescal manhattan one can <laughs> say
0: or it's a rodeo ghost from west of pecos or rodeo
1: ghost <laughs> from west of pecos <laughs> I like it. Um I think this it's if good. you're
0: if you have people I wouldn't make a huge amount of these but if you have people coming over for your Halloween eve and mm-hmm. you're handing out candy and you want something sure. um fun to make I think this works really well as premix because there's nothing really in here Mm-mm. that um would water down, right? So you've got mescal your um amaro and your sweet yeah. vermouth. You could you know ra- ratio that up to whatever it is you need
1: and then pour and stir and go for however many you want or you could you could even do it over ice you could put it over ice if you, you re- could one yeah, big I think block it would ho- for like in the bottom of cups for people if you want to just do that and be quick and dirty about it yeah you could
0: do it. Um, i think you could relate this back into uh, some kind of a quicker right. easier party drink um if you do make a batch i don't know if we've talked about batch cocktails yet um we probably have it and then that would be oh. good for an episode But when you do a batch or if you're making multiple at one time, bitters are one thing you might want to pull back just a little bit on.
1: Right. It's almost like so if they say two for making one drink, then it's three for making two. And then, you know, you you just kind of scale it in that regard. You're taking back. I don't know. What would that be? A third of them? A quarter? A quarter? Scaling back a quarter of the amount you think you would use. Yeah, just because it it's going it to get too overpowering. The, volu- the yeah. v-
0: just eh, it's by taste, but you know, do it by volume. Right. Just realize if we're saying two dashes right. for this one drink, if you made three at one time, you would scale that back We'd a little scale bit. It
1: back Probably. Probably even just four for three would probably be good. But it would be fun, though, if you made it like a pitcher-style drink that you're pouring out for friends. And you could pour it. You pour just it, have, like, so they it. throw an ice cube yeah. in, and you could, you could use it as cube. an old-fashioned style. You could style. pour it, and then you do the dash as a finishing touch. Do, like, one dash for yeah. a finishing touch, and that would look cool too.
0: Yeah, that's fun.
1: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, anything goes with this type of stuff. It You know, probably wouldn't be drinking it all night. It's pretty boozy, but maybe you would. Who knows? It's pretty boo- boozy. Oh, God. <laughs> there's there's an awful lot of time oh, left. Yeah, they're gonna keep coming here.
0: I'm a I'm wearing my special sweatshirt tonight you that I got. Are. I got it on a ghost hunting um, weekend.
1: That's right, I remember.
0: And um, my with your mom, my mom and my cousin and I, we all went um, and did this special. What was the name of the show? Is it Ghost Hunters. It's from Ghost Hunters. Um, the girl from Ghost Hunters and um, one of the guys. They have a travel thing they do where mm-hmm. they like get together at certain haunted locations and it's like a, a seminar weekend or whatever and then you do a ghost hunt and then you like have you talk about s- ghosts Um, and I have a sweatshirt I got from there. Apparently I'm, do a lot I'm of a drinking. ghost nerd <laughs> and my sweatshirt says all I want to do is drink wine and ghost hunt and so I have that on particularly for this episode. Fantastic. Because I like ghosts. I'm really excited about having go. a ghost episode. Greg I think it's time for a ghost story.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, we've got, we talked about a few different ones when we were talking about this and I, I have one, an easy one to tiptoe in with. How about that? Please please tell. Shall we tiptoe us in?
0: Tiptoe. Let's creak open that door and, and and everybody,
1: everybody turn the lights down at home and light the candles all around. We should have brought candles and it just had candlelight, even though the cats would have knocked them over and burnt the house down.
0: I think we can pretend.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Let's pretend. Let's pretend. We can turn the lights
0: off and we can do it by the glow of the the computer computer screen. We can do that.
1: (laughs) Well, this story harkens back many a moon. This is many a moon ago when uh, we didn't live in Seattle and I had worked at uh, a place and I knew a gentleman from Bolivia. Mm. And uh, he was telling me at a time when he was in school, because we're talking about school days. He was talking about a time when he was in uh, college down there in Bolivia, and him and some of his friends. I know, it was probably his first year of college, so they were still kind of young and stupid and horsing around, and they were going to head out to the cemetery because they, you know.
0: We're all the same everywhere.
1: We're exactly. Yep. So they were, they were going to go horse around in the cemetery, and, you know, they thought they might want to be, you know, pre-med, and they weren't, you know, hey, you know, we're not scared of ghosts, and maybe we'll find some bones, and, you know, just kind of being they're very crass take them. Earth, hey? They're just being very crass oh, about Okay, because
0: the they're. Early college age,
1: yeah, they're just yeah. being crass. Okay, so he says, yeah, we're just being crass. Or we go down there, and look at bones, and you know, and say, oh, I can of adif- did. Oh, that's probably a femur or whatever, you know. So because it, you know, cemeteries at least where they were going to go, uh, they're pretty Was it d- at night. They're pretty. Of course, it's at night, so okay, they can break course. in.
0: Why else would you go to a cemetery? When else can
1: you break in? <laughs> but they w- we're going to go because the cemeteries are pretty decrepit. You know, some of the above ground tombs are cracked open and look in there, and there's some bones right there, or there's some bones on the ground from a cracked open blah blah blah. And they're just you know not very well taken care of at wow. least the one particular one he's I'm not making a blanket statement about Bolivia at all. No. I am just telling just a story about That particular that cemetery. this gentleman told me well, so. it sounds
0: like it was probably pretty old,
1: yeah, an old cemetery, yeah, so they went in, they got through the gate, and of course, the horse and around. was it and,
0: mausoleums, and, and, or, and there or there
1: like was some what? mausoleums and some just above ground tombs. I mean picture kind of like what I pictured in my head was a lot like maybe like like New Orleans, Orleans. Yeah. okay yeah, but which old, they put decrepit their people and up open, above
0: yeah. ground because of flooding.
1: Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Well, they came out in the flat. They did at one time, yeah. But anyway, well, that's so a whole other story. That's a whole other story. But anyway, I have to have so a Sazerac for that story. There you go. But anyway, so they were uh, wandering through the graveyard, and pretty soon, you know, during a lull in the conversation, one of them was like, Whoa, you know, what was that? Did you guys hear that?" And it, of course, that time they all acknowledged they heard a low thrum, 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 Ooh. kind of a distant, a distant thrumming kind of a almost almost like a, a, and I wouldn't say really a hammering hammering sounds like it's too hard and like insistent. no it was heavy like a thrum, uh, sort of like a pulsing okay. and they're like that's pretty weird but they didn't think anything else about it because it didn't continue and they were young men and they didn't care and they were bold and they were working their way through the in deeper and deeper into the were graveyard they
0: dr- were they drinking
1: uh, I'm sure they were. He didn't say <laughs> they were, but I'm sure they were. I mean, young college guys at night, they're going to be drinking. In
0: the cemetery. They probably had some yeah. beer
1: with them. So anyway, so they're cruising through the cemetery, getting deeper, deeper in into the older and older part of the cemetery, more decrepit, you know, more kind of jumble of stones and stone, small stone buildings breaking down, and, you know, more bones around and more looking in the casket. You could see there. And oh, God, the skeletons in there. Yeah. And again came. They all t- couldn't couldn't deny the... Thrum, 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 this time with a little more insistency and more intensity. And they could just on the barely, did we feel that thrumming too? It was like a pulse in the air, mm. this thrumming. And they laughed it off nervously and continued into the graveyard, but a lot less chatter and a lot more looking around and a lot more... <laughs> Trying to really, I don't know if they had a destination. A little but bravado, they were, but the, the bravado had gone away a little bit. But I don't know if they had a final destination. But they were hurrying like they had a final destination there in the uh, in the graveyard. So eventually, they got to kind of the part where it was about ready to crest a little hill in this graveyard, and kind of the lights of the faraway city were lighting lighting up the sky a little tiny bit. It was dark, dark night. Not a lot of light pollution. Kind of just glowing on the edge of the horizon, and uh, you know, kind of silhouetting some broken stones in the distance. And they were all so kind of like, almost kind of about ready to say to each other, well, "Okay, that's let's go ahead and turn around and, and head back." And of course, just as that was about to come on their lips, then came a third time, even louder and more insistent. A thrum, thrum, thrum. And this time, all three of them could not deny that they felt it. They felt it in the air. They felt it through the bottoms of their feet, and oh. they dropped to the ground. All three wow. of them not saying anything, just dropped to the ground. And almost instinctively they knew in fear that it was going to be something over the hill. And so they crept on their bellies up through the broken stones and through in between the uh, old crypts and mausoleums to the top of the hill where they could see down. As the s- graveyard continued, then as a slow, sloping, low-sloping hill down to the edge of the river, there where the town is on the other side with the lights faintly glowing. And again came the noise: thrum, thrum, thrum.
0: Was it louder this time?
1: And it was much louder this time, and they could see that it was a pile driver pile driving <laughs> these big wooden stakes <laughs> into the far side. Of the Please river. tell me
0: the stakes are going into the chest of a vampire. No, it was building a <laughs>
1: pier on the far side of the thing, but they just about came apart when they saw what it was, because they all thought for sure something was going to get them.
0: That's why skepticism is yeah. is a benefit. <laughs> Ske- skepticism
1: kind of turns to butter sometimes when you get when you get something like that going. But he told me that story. Yeah, he told like it to me like that. It was really good, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's a good one, Greg. That's really <laughs> good. <laughs> and it gave me enough time to drink my rodeo ghost from West of Pecos.
1: So not really a ghost story, but more had a spirited element. Oh, yes. It cheers. It. I like that spirited one. Here. Chill- cheers, to cheers, on that one. Cheers, cheers to Walter. That one. Cheers, Walter.
0: Thank you for that wonderful Bolivian ghost, yet not ghost story. Exactly. That's very fun. I like that a lot. Um, I think... Uh, all right, so that was worthy of another cocktail. I drank mine while you were telling the story, so Perfect. do you think we should make another, and and I think we it can is drink them both while I'm telling The time
1: me? of the uh, show where we could uh, put the second cocktail together. Yay, What okay. do we got?
0: Um, we are going to make another ghost theme cocktail.
1: Sticking with the theme.
0: Um, very different, however, from the first, which I always like when we have variation okay. in the cocktails that we're making. This one is called Green Ghost.
1: The Green Ghost. Green I like Ghost. it already.
0: Yes. I found this recipe on Serious Eats, but I've seen it listed in a lot of different places. Thank you, um, Serious Eats. It uh, has come back from the grave. No, um, originally it was made in 1937. Oh, I like so it. So it's an older, older one.
1: Yeah. Well, let's hear about this thing. I'm ready to make it. I see a bunch uh, of ingredients uh, in front of me. I'm assuming it's some of this.
0: And I already, uh, while you were telling the story, cleaned out the mixing glass, and we're going to use that mixing glass again.
1: Some ice in there, I imagine.
0: Yes, please. Uh, Simple recipe on this one. This is a gin-based cocktail. Oh. And you might tell it's a little bit green. So we're going to do um, two ounces of gin on the ice there. Okay, it and is. I'm going to throw a in glass into the freezer. Let's get it nice and cold. Okay. Um, we are going to, and I use tank for the gin on okay. this one tonight and that seemed to work just dandy. Then we're going to do um, a half an ounce of green chartreuse.
1: All right, it is in
0: there. The expensive liquor that if you can find a smaller bottle to buy instead of the big one, do Mm -hmm, that, but um, it's delicious, and I like to use it, so you probably should invest if you're keeping up with us.
1: You should. You probably already have it. Or
0: share a bottle with a friend or something. That's a good idea. Um, And then we're going to do a half an ounce of fresh-squeezed lime juice.
1: That's why this is here. Here we go. It is in there.
0: You know, I kind of... You could do a... um, Coop, which I'm going to use probably, mm-hmm. but we also could have used a martini glass. Okay. I actually think a martini glass would be this would be kind of fun to the see. The color
1: it. looks nice on this. That would be fun to see. Yeah, I think.
0: Um, yeah, I think you could use both on that. So uh, just stir it.
1: Okay, here we go.
0: And if you just free sh- if you just fresh squeezed your lime juice, I would suggest probably doing a fine strainer on yeah, this I've one because you want it to be kind of clear.
1: I've got my conical fine mesh strainer right here. Here we go. Oh, that is fun. That is like yeah. a little green. It's like a. It's, it's a, almost like it's a hazy, light, light, minty, straw green. Yes, it's like,
0: like a. It's ghostly
1: green. It's a ghostly green. It's almost like a kind of somewhat under ripened uh, uh, grain. It's
0: like thin ectoplasm. Thin ectoplasm. <laughs> there you go.
1: Like an un- like a under ripened like wheat or something. It's, All it's right. Well, green. it
0: won't taste like that. It's going to taste delicious. So. Um, Cheers. Cheers! Happy Halloween to you. Happy Halloween! Let's smell and uh,
1: oh, drink it smells your green good. ghost.
0: Yeah, let's see what she thinks. So,
1: which gin did we use in this?
0: I use Tanqueray.
1: Okay, so that's the London Dry, right? Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a little different than like a super herbaly one,
0: right? Yeah, I would probably stick with the London Dry for this yeah. because you're using Chartreuse. Oh, that's gonna Chartreuse has bring a really own beautiful flavor to it. So I bring think its if you did spices, and yeah, stuff. Okay. if you did too many like herb things together, I think it could. Yeah. Kind of disguise I think you're right. the taste of the chartreuse or or the gin. Probably the a other. good
1: hint. Anytime you're mixing something that's kind of has a lot of herb essence to it, don't double up. Don't go a super herby gin and don't go a super like herby addition. Yeah. Well, let's try this. Because well,
0: you want to taste what the liqueur is that you've put in there. Or, you know, from, you know, chartreuse essentially is on a maro. Mm, that's really Might good. Have. Yeah. It, okay. Oh, so I what like do you it. taste? Uh, you tell me what you taste while I have a sip.
1: I I get a lot of that chartreuse coming too, which I like the flavor of, but it definitely, what kind of cuts the elements of the chartreuse, like if you just had chartreuse raw, it's pretty bold. Mm-hmm. But what cuts that is the gin and then a little bit of that lime juice to give it to give it that extra kind of acidity.
0: Yeah, and I think having a little acidity helps those flavors of the chartreuse and the so. gin um, kind of fill out your mouth a little bit. Right,
1: it kind of flattens out the spiky notes on the top of each one of those things. and It's, it's really it's nice. It's It tastes good. And it's good. green. It's, it's very, very different green. than the first drink we made. Exactly.
0: And it's a it's a intriguing color. It's like a cloudy, light green.
1: It's like a turbid, light a turbid. green. I think green ghost green. is a perfect name for this. That is fantastic. It would be the kind of thing you'd think you'd see a ghost drinking. Now, if you were <laughs> going to tell a ghost story, Shan, out of the, the ones you'd like to tell, what would you like to tell?
0: I have a true ghost story, and well, I'm gonna say ghost experience. And so There you go. You know, when you say you believe in ghosts, people are like, Meh, really. But I'm gonna say that's like one of those things that and, and I I believe in skepticism, so you know, I don't blame somebody Absolutely. for I don't blame somebody for for saying that. That until something's happened directly to you, you know, it's healthy to be skeptical. Absolutely. And I'm skeptical about a lot of things, so I totally understand it. But when I was a When I was a child, um, my cousins and I used to spend a majority of our summers at our grandmother's house in Trout Lake, Washington, which is at the base of Mount Adams. It's beautiful there. It is beautiful there. She had this old farm. It was a farmhouse. She had this old farmhouse Uh that, um, I don't know when it, it must have been built like early 1900s. Um it was probably one of the older buildings in this tiny I mean it's barely a town it had like a store and a gas station um in this tiny little town and just a beautiful view of Matt Adams it's an unbelievable place. So she had this old house with an old barn out in the back and you know as kids we had, uh three three girls um so my cousin Debbie is the oldest uh, Sue is the middle and I'm the youngest and we would go and stay and I uh, like for a couple weeks at least um every summer. Sounds like fun. It was super fun. And uh she was pretty hands off too. Um her grandma. name <laughs> Yeah, my grandmother, this is just a side note, but if you hear me talk about her, um she was kind of an interesting lady, never wanted to be called grandma. So uh when Debbie was a baby or a little kid, she said, Well what do you want to call me? And and Debbie said, Ding a ling. So we her long name was dingling what the hell and we called her ding for short. So if you hear me talk about ding, that was my that was my grandmother. So uh we she's like I said pretty hands off. Like we'd go, we just like kind of carouse around and um but we we're pretty good kids. And but you know, as kids do we get rough housing or sure. or oh, kind of yeah. playing loud or whatever. Boisterous. Boisterous, well, boisterous We were children. boisterous. That was that's a perfect word for it. So my grandmother's house was haunted. And it was pretty, like, pretty haunted. Um, She was completely, she knew it. Um, She was completely happy with it. She thought that George, is what she named him, um, was really good company for her. Um, All of her animals knew he was there. And when we would sleep upstairs, because there was an attic upstairs, which I swear, I always thought he waited in the attic until night to come out um cuz i don't think he liked us kids.
1: Can't imagine why he wouldn't want a I think bunch we're of noisy. Rowdy, loud loud <laughs> annoying children running around. So
0: i any and any time you went into that little attic space like you could f- sense something in there. Um but he wasn't malicious or anything like that. He just seemed more irritated. So he's hiding out <laughs> waiting for you
1: guys to leave.
0: So my um when we would all go to bed so the room upstairs was um You walk into this bigger, kind of an open room, which that's where the attic door was. If you imagine it, it could have been like a craft room or something like that. And then my grandmother's room was, if you're walking up the stairs, was to the right. And it had a door on it. And that was her bedroom. And in the open space was a twin size bed and then a double or a queen size bed. um, kind of in this little nook area. And that's where all the guest beds were. And so, you know, the girls, us three girls would be right outside my grandmother's door in case anything happened or whatnot. Um, We also had a bedroom that was off on this porch, but most of the time we'd all be staying in this upstairs room together right by the attic that was kind of creepy.
1: Right by the attic. (laughs)
0: By the creepy attic. (laughs) Perfect. And uh, so at night when you'd be, you kind of wake up in the middle of the night and you could hear something and... Um, at night you could hear George walk up and down the stairs. Um,
1: that's the thing I remember you telling pretty me
0: much about. like almost every single night. I don't know if it was always at the same time, but almost every single night. Um, it wasn't the dogs. It wasn't my grandmother because we could see her door. It was definitely George. And, um, there'd be something like if you have to get up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, you had to go downstairs to the only bathroom in the house. And I remember multiple nights walking down the stairs, um, and there was a rocking chair in the front room. And when I'd walk down there, you could see the rocking chair push up as if somebody stood up and it would like settle back down into place.
1: Oh, that's spooky.
0: Um, There was a lot of things that would kind of creak and crackle around in the house at night like that. So it was a known presence. Like we all knew he was there. There was, nobody disputed the fact that this house was haunted, right? So... The older we got, you know, we'd, we still went for summers. And, of course, the older we got, like, the more we'd bicker, <laughs> you know, just be... Louder you were, later, be, later you'd stay up. ...girls. And uh, my older cousin and I used to share the bigger bed. And then my cousin, Sue, hi, Sue, um, would sometimes be in the twin-size bed. And I remember one night I was sleeping, I don't know, I was probably like seven or eight... Of course, you, you lay there and you hear the walking up and down the stairs and you kind of get used to it. You know, so I'm laying there and I am i can't really sleep. I'm kind of cold, but I've got my eyes closed and I think Debbie has taken all the blankets, which is unusual. So I like kind of reach up and I kinda reach over with my eyes closed to see if, you know, she's got the quilt. and But I could feel the quilt on top of me and I was like, well, I'm kind of cold. And so I opened my eyes. And a man was standing over me, looking at me when I was in the bed, and I had the covers on me. Um, he was just as clear as you're standing right here in front of me. Like I could see, he had brown hair. He had kind of a plaid shirt on. He was like kind of a big man. He didn't look. I wasn't. It was scary because there's a man looking at you. Because
1: there's something unknown. Yeah.
0: But there was also something like unworldly about him. Like, you know, it wasn't a real person, you know, it's not like he was like fading away or I mean, there wasn't anything like that. Um, So I grabbed the blankets and I pulled it over my face and I went, go away, go away, go away. And then I waited a minute and I kind of peeked and he was still standing there.
1: That's the worst part. (laughs) That's it, the worst He was still
0: standing there. He's still. And there. I was like,
1: after the covers, go
0: away, go away, and pull my covers back over my head and then terrified to open my eyes again. But I opened my eyes, he was gone.
1: Oh, man. That's the worst part. You said go away and then hid in the covers and came back and he was still he there. He was
0: still there. I think he was, you know, in like retrospect, like he was probably just curious about us like why are these people in my house you know but it was really strange cuz he was a full person it was a He's full apparition little kids um it wasn't just him walking up and down the stairs he was like actually standing there looking at us my um so that's a, that's my mm-hmm. that's a ghost story so did your grandma
1: ever see him
0: i don't excuse me i don't think she ever saw him but she heard him all the time i mean sure there was no doubt like you'd go to the stairs expecting to see somebody walking up and down. I mean, uh-huh. it was it was wow. a full footstep um, and it was a creaky house, too. So and you could argue, is it with the heating or is it this or that? But I don't.
1: Heating doesn't stand there and look at you, especially when you yeah say, the Heating away. doesn't
0: do that. <laughs> Um, yeah, really weird. So when people talk about having the cold spells or, you know, that cold kind spots, of thing, yeah. Cold spots, um, or how they feel that way when I, I it just was a yeah. It was a very weird and a very real experience. Wow. because um, you can almost like imagine like dreaming something like that. Sure. But when you have the second experience of you like rechecking your, your <laughs> eyes
1: and you go, go away, go away, go away. Oh God.
0: That same um that same house, and it, this never kept anybody from going to the house. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't a a bad spirit. it just was occupied. We were staying at somebody's house, essentially is how it always felt.
1: Did your parents know that there was a ghost in your grandma's house?
0: My mom did for sure. okay um I don't I've never asked Dad, but for sure my I mean, it wasn't just known in the family, huh. like it wasn't yeah, uh, we never
1: have uh, fun kids.
0: Yeah. Um, Then there was one time, and I should, this is really Sue's, more Sue's story, so she's probably going to listen to this and say, you didn't tell it right. But I'm just going to do my, I'm going to do my best. Then she can come on next year when we do ghost stories and she can tell me the real story. So um, when, like I said, Debbie and I used to share that double bed, and then Sue um, sometimes would be in the twin size bed. Mm -hmm. And right across, like if you were, if you had the bed the headboard up on the against the corner, um, her feet faced this window.
1: Where was the creepy attic in relationship to all this?
0: It's in the attic. Oh, the attic. The attic was um, the window that she could see, like by her feet. Yeah. Um, was the roof line to the attic part?
1: Oh, okay. So
0: the attic was right next to the window. Oh.
1: essentially. The attic was
0: in that room, like it was the interest, connected the to attic, it. Yeah.
1: Of course, it was.
0: It's kind of like an L-shaped room, right? So, um, when you come sleep up, sleep tight, kids. A lot L- of noises coming from the attic. <laughs> In the tie. L was the stairway door, and then, um, as part of like the part of the L is where the double sized bed was, and then there was an attic door, and right next to the attic door was a little window that looked out onto the roof of the house.
1: Oh my goodness! And
0: this, um, and this uh, window was diamond shape. Um, old farmhouse. Yeah, little, kinda, you know, they I've had kind like kind cool, cool yeah. I mean, They're it's cool like, it's like pre-craftsman. It's like just yeah. this like little farmhouse triangular yeah. window. And it was always freaking hot in that house as, in the summer, as, as
1: a roof would roof room would be because heat just rises. Yeah, and, and it's and
0: it gets hot. It's on the east, like more of the east side of the mountains in Washington, and so it does get a little hot in the summer over there, which is perfect. But at night. There's no, I mean, this is like pre-air I mean, This is an old, old house, so there's no air conditioning. I don't know if there was even a heater. If there was, it was probably like an oil heater, right? Like the old oil sure, heater sure. on the downstairs. I don't think there was any heat in the upstairs, um, which you don't need in the summer, but in the winter it got cold. So that little diamond-shaped window was at the foot of that twin-size bed. And every... During the summer, we'd always prop that window open with a coat hanger. And the coat hanger, the window opened into the room. So the coat hanger would um, prop it open between the window, um, be- not the sill, what's the, the window frame. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it would hold the window open into the room. Yeah. But we always had this problem with when the window got too heavy for the coat hanger, The coat hanger would pop out onto the top of the roof. Sure. I mean, this is a normal thing. Like it would pop out. I mean, because 1970 or something, probably. Um,
1: Hey, kids, go out on the roof and get the coat
0: hanger. (laughs) No, I mean you could just reach out and get it. Oh, okay. It was like right on the roof line, so no, you could just reach out and grab it. But it was like those cheap wire hangers, you know. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Mommy buys you such pretty dresses, and you put them on wire hangers. Exactly. exactly.
0: So they they kind of get wimpy, and then they flop out. So one night, I mean, this is important. I'm getting to the story. So one night, Sue was laying in that twin-size bed um, that's up against the wall on the far side away from that window. Uh-huh. And Debbie and I were in the double-size bed. And we were, like, bitching and arguing about some stupid kid thing. I don't know. Just, you know, being boisterous and... I think annoying. Not I'm going guessing, to sleep. I'm guessing annoying. <laughs> Can't
1: imagine that, yeah.
0: <laughs> and, you know, I mean, here's Ding, and she's like, you girls go to bed. And we're, like, up there just chatting and, and complaining or whatever kids do, you know, because kids are stupid. Um, and all of a sudden, like, we were just, like, it was escalating, right? Like, we were just... Louder
1: and louder. And oh, all yeah. of a sudden,
0: that window slammed shut and that coat hanger flew all the way across the room in the inside of the room and hit the wall right up above Sue's head and just dropped on her.
1: Oh, my goodness. It singled her out. Sue, that singled you out.
0: No, I think he was pissed. We were just being so obnoxious. Because yes, I think I he think, lived I, in yeah. the attic. <laughs> well, he was. He was probably like,
1: shut up. Yeah.
0: And we shut up.
1: You rotten kids. Immediately. Well, and he was probably like, like, (laughs) thank goodness.
0: Yeah. So that's my, uh, those are my childhood, those are my childhood ghost stories. Those are good ones. Um, That was a very haunted house and that was an interesting place to. Do you know if that house is still there? You know, I don't, I'm guessing the house is still there, but you know, she doesn't own it, obviously. And uh, because she's passed, she's not a ghost, she's fine. Um, (laughs) Just so you know. (laughs) But I think it is there. I mean, we drove through years ago, and it was still there. But I would love to be—I'd love to have that house just Ugh, because it was. Know, a, man. Oh, yeah, it was—it was cool. It was cool. It was a cool haunted house, and plus, it was neat.
1: It was the a next neat time we place. see your parents, you have to what the, hit them up for more stories. I bet your mom's got a few.
0: Well, mom for sure knows it was haunted, um, because we always have that in common. So. And Sue, obviously, and Debbie. Yeah. We oh, yeah, all knew God, yeah, it was. Yeah, so I think that probably was, Sue
1: probably knew for sure after that episode, probably.
0: But I can't imagine anybody staying there wouldn't hear him walking up and down the stairs because wow. he did it all the time. It was so, almost every night.
1: So if we've got any listeners out there that are currently in a, a haunted house, living in a haunted old haunted house in Trout Lake in Washington. Oh,
0: my God. Please email me.
1: Email us. <laughs> At any link, well, you obviously can figure out where we're at by because you found this podcast. Yeah. So email us and let us know.
0: Or if you know somebody who lives in Trout Lake and knows the person, I w- I would love. I'm always curious. I've uh, always wanted to like go over there and knock on the door and be like, "Have you ever had anything happen here?"
1: Uh, they might, I, they, they probably they wouldn't, wouldn't want me they have, to. They probably uh, wouldn't want to talk about it.
0: They probably about. wouldn't want me to come talk about that.
1: Maybe not. Maybe they would. You never know.
0: Yeah, it's fun. Ghosts are fun.
1: And this has been a great episode, too. Yes. Happy uh, Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween, everybody. Hopefully
0: this is fun for you. Exactly. We have more ghost stories, and uh, maybe next year.
1: That's exactly right. We'll
0: do a second ghost episode.
1: Absolutely. Well, Shannon, if people want to see the beautiful picture of this cool green ghost, and as well as the, uh, what was the name of that other drink?
0: It was um, Rodeo Ghost from West of Pecos.
1: Rodeo Ghost from West of Pecos. If you want to see pictures <laughs> of those and also get the recipes, the exact measurements of what we used tonight, um, where can they go to find that, Jan?
0: You can go to amateur, uh, sorry, Instagram, and you can find us at Amateur Bartending 4, which, which is the number four Immature, and you will find pictures of these recipes and more.
1: And more. <laughs> so don't forget to uh, follow or subscribe or whatever the option is on your platform there to keep up with our latest things that we put up there and use it as your wonderful weekend or Friday night uh, cocktail recipe book. We'd love to.
0: We use it all the time.
1: We use it all the I time. I use quite, Instagram all the time. Quite literally, we refer back to the pictures. What, what did we make and how much did we use and what were we using that time? And
0: and when I see the pictures, I remember kind of how it tastes and then I'm like, oh yeah, that one. Oh, I want to do Absolutely. that one. Well, I hope that you guys all have a happy and safe Halloween Absolutely. Um, Please uh, enjoy your spirits, but please be responsible. That's Um, right. There's a lot of little ones out during, on that night, and, uh, and it's, fun to have fun at home, and it's fun to have fun out, but please be careful.
1: That's right. There's plenty of services to get you home from your favorite party. There's no excuse for not using them.
0: We don't want you to come back and haunt us next year. Absolutely. We'd rather have listeners than haunting. Exactly.
1: Please (laughs) please listen and don't haunt. No more poltergeists.
0: Well, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, Shannon. cheers to you, Greg.
1: And cheers.